Welcome to my podcast on the series of teaching operator level maintenance on the brain. Teaching everyone out there to understand the brain, obtaining a clear explanation of what's going on inside your head and the mechanisms and processes within your brain to provide you a self-empowerment to take control of the happiness in your life, to greatly reduce the depression, anxiety, stress, and effects of PTSD. This is episode three of my series, and today we are going to focus on the love-hate circuit within the brain. What happens in the brain and our ability to process data when we love something or hate something. And would you believe me if I told you, as looking at our political environment of today, that our politicians and the mainstream news media, I'm talking about CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, all those, are indirectly contributing to the growing epidemic of mental illness in our country and their behavior and actions today will it'll impact up to four generations of their offspring. You're probably thinking, what the heck is he talking about? Well, I'm going to explain this in great detail in this podcast today. Um, you will think that the politicians, you know, the average salary right now is 174000 a year for senators or state representatives. You would think with all their experience and their so-called love for their country that they would have a strong prefrontal cortex, the area that's used for executive function and, and making decisions, a- accurate decisions. You know, anyone with an iota of executive function can clearly see this. But how are our politicians' implicit unpatriotic behavior impacting mental health? How is it their hatred for the other side is doing this? I'm going to describe this in detail. And so the hateful behavior of our political leaders, it manipulates the minds of those that follow them. It fuels the hate of those that follow them. And CNN, Fox News, these, these news networks, they're adding fuel to the fire. They're making this worse. But I'm not focusing on politics. My, my podcast is not focusing on politics at all. I'm focusing on the impact of others' behaviors and how that impacts your mental health. When you choose to allow them to influence you, when you choose to mirror their hatred against the other side of the political aisle. Now, what I'm going to talk about today, and and when I'm looking at how is this going to impact four generations of your posterity, well, this occurs via an evolutionary process that's called epigenetics. Epigenetics, that's the study of heritable changes in gene expressions. In layman terms, epigenetics explains how our exposure to the environment we live in and the experiences we endure in life, chemicals that we are exposed to cause genetic change, which changes our imprint of our offspring and will lead to a higher likelihood to suffer various diseases. And in an article that was published in 2006 in the Environmental Health Perspective, it's volume 114, number three, it provides evidence through this. Now this quick short podcast, I'm going to down and dirty and get the bottom line up front but then go to my blog that's in the link in in the description of this podcast, and you can read in detail and read all the sources um, from multiple scholarly articles and psychiatrists backing up what I have found. And so in this podcast, I'm going to discuss what happens in the brain when the emotion of love or hate is activated by a stimuli, by, by someone or something. When we see something we love or something we hate, what's happening in the brain? And I'm going to explain to you what happens with epigenetics and I hope that with your understanding of knowing that epigenetics describes and when we're looking at love and hate describes 
the process of how we are going to be changing our imprint of our genes, which will impact our posterity. By the end of this podcast, you'll understand why we're seeing what we're seeing today. Why we're seeing that things that are so obvious that uh, politics combined with the news network, um, we see one side creating a policy that is obviously good for the American people, yet the other side hates their opponent so much that they'll critique and insult their opponent for some of the same decisions that they would have made. These behaviors are all done through an automatic mechanism in the brain. Yet still, it's our choice to allow this to happen. It's our choice to choose hate or love. So let's talk about the love-hate circuit. What happens inside the head, inside our brains, when you are executing the love or hate emotion. So within the brain, um, what they call the love-hate circuit, it consists of the putamen and the insula cortex. And it's located deep inside the brain, close to the center, near an area called the caudate nucleus. And we've learned a lot about this love-hate circuit through research. And experiments have taught us about this activity. It is demonstrated that when subjects are presented with visual stimuli, triggering love, hate, sexual desire, disgust, or activity, there's an increase in this area, insula and the putamen. Furthermore, an interesting study that I read that was published in the PLOS One Journal, which is a nonprofit organization providing access to research, it describes a study where they um, had multiple subjects and they put an fMRI on their head where they could track and see what happens when they were, uh, there were stimuli that would trigger a love or hate emotion. And they discovered something very interesting that was happening inside the brain. And they noticed something very interesting occurring in the prefrontal cortex. These uh, test subjects were, were shown something that they hate. The part of the prefrontal cortex, the part that's really looking at the subject and, and analyzing it, is firing strong. There's lots of activity. And that's why they are able to pick out every fault, everything wrong. They'll look at the person's hair, they'll, they'll, their, their speech, um, the, the, the misspelling of words. That is really active when they are focusing on something they hate. They're looking for all the negativity. But when they were exposed with something they love, this is what was very interesting. The prefrontal cortex is very weak. The activity was very low, which means that they would look past the faults of those that they love. They will look past the bad parts. They will ignore the stuff that is bad. So this explains why so many people are behaving the way they are today in the political environment. The brain's automatic response will prevent them from accepting the opposite political view and influence them to focus purely on the negative. On the opposite side of the spectrum, political leaders that they love and support, these political leaders can lie, cheat, say awful things, flip-flop, and they overlook their faults. This is really an addiction to a political side. And what we know with any addiction, the executive function of the prefrontal cortex is greatly reduced, and people make poor decisions. I believe this is really ignorance because people don't understand what is controlling their mind. I mean, a, c- a couple examples that... I- for the upcoming presidential elections, unlike a lot of people, I really I read into all the previous policies of Obama, policies of Trump. I looked at all of Biden's uh, previous past 47 years of legislation, and I was able to see there is a lot of policies and a lot of money that Trump put towards minorities, African Americans, Native Americans, um, uh, rural poor. He helped he helped these folks, and then under the Obama administration. He had a lot of policies that helped rural, poor, white, conservative Americans with um, ec- rural economic relief, helping their kids have reduced lunches and things like that. And then you look at Biden, his policies greatly advanced the, uh, the, the fight against crime, billions of dollars towards the police. I, Looking at that, I am able to look past my bias and find the good in a variety of politicians, even though... My bias kind of leads me to one side. And so all this behavior that we are seeing 
that the politicians continue to do is damaging our nation's mental health today and it will down through four generations. Um, so how is, how is it that the current behavior of political leaders causing a four-generational damage of mental health and influencing? Well, th this, this can be found in multiple articles. And so in an article in March 2006 in the Environmental Health Perspective, it's volume 114, number three. It provides evidence through citing multiple studies that anxiety and mental disorders and other illnesses, to include those influenced through one's choices to choose hateful behavior and emotions, can create an imprint onto our biological children up to four generations. And there's a quote. I'm not, there's multiple articles and multiple studies that are citing this epidemic that these politicians that have been in in the job for many years that we're, they're getting large amounts of money are, are, are influencing the mental health. And in the journal of current psychiatry with St. Louis university, there's a Dr. Henry A. Nassara. And he stated this when he's talking about this epidemic, he said, but what we are currently witnessing is a distressing degeneration of politics into personal hatred and ad hominem attacks with partisans frothing at the mouth as they describe the utter stupidity and dangerousness of their despised political opponents also bitter enemies they even declare each other mentally ill which is an absurd explanation of why people do not agree with their belief system neither side can find an iota of redeeming value in the political views of the other side and they hurl insults and epithets verbally and in writing via dueling books that become instant bestsellers and their followers are loving this their followers are mirroring their hateful behavior and this is what is the most important part i want to focus on so why is it, how is it that their behavior, or how is it that hate, how is it that the emotion of hate can decrease your mental health? Well, looking back, and you can go to, go to my blog, and I, I did a, a blog on emotions, and I talk a lot about the limbic system, which has a, a major role in emotions, and I talk about the amygdala and the hypothalamus, which activate the sympathetic nervous system, um, in the fight for flight and when we are showing hate it is an emotional fight and when we choose to hate we are turning on an emotional fight releasing hormones at an unnecessary time that are going to damage and cause stress to our heart to our digestive system to our lungs to different parts of our body and <clears throat> overall developing other diseases but then what's interesting on top of this is that not only are you causing stress and damage to your body? But through these multiple studies on epigenics, this is changing your DNA markers and can have an influence up to four generations. Because you choose to not look past your hatred and you choose to hate the other side, you are choosing to not only damage your body, but damage your prosperity. And we can make a change now. Everyone listening to this needs to learn to choose not to hate the other side. There's something called dialectal behavioral therapy. If you go to my YouTube channel, I have the, I'll have the link here in the podcast as well. I have a video called dialectal behavioral therapy. This is where you expose yourself to ideologies, to things that cause you stress, to things you don't like. And when you expose yourself to those and you begin to learn about them, you find good in them, you're able to come to a consensus, you increase your emotional intelligence and you're less likely to have hate, which is going to increase your prefrontal cortex, which you can see past the lies and hatred of our political 
leaders and CNN, Fox News, and all those that are manipulating this firestorm. The good thing is we can change. So looking at epigenics, what happens with that, because I talked about how environment can change, the chemicals you're exposed to can cause changes. A lot of these are not, a lot of these are irreversible. There's a lot of uh, gene mutations that occur that create like blood disorders and, and things like that. But with this type of genetic change, it's more of an emotional change and, and our brain is moldable. It, it's, it's, we have the ability to change that. And so that change needs to happen now. Everyone listening to this needs to choose. So research with the Department of Psychiatry at the University of Massachusetts Medical School they they describe how these genetic changes can be reversed and you could change mental health of your future generation if you change this. You make this change now. I call on all politicians to make the change, but I doubt that will happen. The same politicians stay in power for many years and make the statements that clearly demonstrate that they lack emotional intelligence and they do not realize the implicit damage that they're causing. My assumption is many of them do not do this on purpose. They're just toxic leaders, part of this subculture that they belong to and they do not dare say something good about the opposite side but i know we'll continue to see this as we go through the political change that's coming up in the white house we're going to continue to see a lot of the policies that were good for the american people that were executed by trump will now be executed by biden and now all of a sudden the biden's crew the folks are going to all of a sudden support this a lot of the liberals ever since day one that trump became president the media the far left were fighting against him. There was no unity. It was like a war. But now, all of a sudden, the same policies, the same things are going to occur. There might be some minor differences. We'll just have a different person in the White House. Now, all of a sudden, this same crew that was in a fight, a, a, a civil war, if you would, is now claiming peace and screaming for unity. And this is all because of their inability to stop the hate. And the only way I think we're going to motivate this change is get them to be selfish. Realize that you're damaging yourself. When you choose to say something hateful, sorry, bro, you just turned on your autonomic nervous system, fired up the sympathetic nervous system, and you're damaging your body for no reason. And still, maybe if you're not selfish, have empathy. Think about your future generation for the next four years. That is how we're going to make this change. And I challenge you all. So this is the end of this podcast. I want you to go to the blog, read in detail. You can spend hours on all the sources I've provided for this. It's not just me making this up. This is real, and it's on each of you listening to this. Choose love.